You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Webb, and I'm here with Dr. David Klingler with our Teach Me the Bible podcast. And just a reminder, our desire is helping the people of God understand the Word of God. We want to encourage you, if you haven't, download our app, and you can do that from any app store as well as downloading our Apple TV or Roku app. But with every episode, just again, another reminder, uh, we have study guides. David's got these guides written out. David, you've done this for people to continue in their growth. They have mm-hmm. articles, blog posts. Uh, so much is happening within our app, the website. Uh, it's been amazing to see the growth and the change and people getting on board with that. And it's, it's really, um, I, I don't think I'll ever get over this, surprising Oh, yeah. How people are just so hungry to engage yeah. in this. And so uh, we just want to encourage people to to continue to dialogue with us, interact, and uh, any questions they may have, they can uh, join in and, and ask those. I've, I've heard different testimonies, different comments from people from literally different parts of the world. Yeah, all over the world. <laughs> all over the world. It's, it's amazing. Incredible. So as I said the last time, just uh, it's amazing to see the transformation going from your porch uh, and our rocking chairs and conversations to what we're doing yeah. today I had no idea. That yeah. And these are the same conversations, same conversations we would have on the porch, and now right? we're you <laughs> yeah. know so we're uh, you know others just get to yeah. get to listen in, but just to get yeah. to learn the scriptures and mm-hmm. uh, and then you know um, I guess if there's one thing that I've been just so um, convinced of um, is that that the people of God want to know. The Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find what they're not particularly interested in is uh, someone's interpretation of the Bible or some mm-hmm. listen to another sermon, another mm-hmm. you know lesson. Just you know, tell with, me what it just says. Tell me what it's what like. it Help lesson, me understand, understand it. it. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. and so our goal is just to help the you know as we always say, mm-hmm. help the people of God understand uh, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so if if what we're saying. Doesn't make sense when you're looking, uh, you know, when you're reading down the page. You're going, well, I don't see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, then, then we're in trouble, yeah, right? We got a problem. Um, but if if you're going, oh, well, no, this is making sense mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Okay, right. we're there. Unfortunately, what happens is because we teach so many, you know, principles, and we teach our theology, mm-hmm. and we teach application. We don't teach actually what the author was saying to them then and there. And once you understand that. Um, why the author was talking to those people at that time, saying specifically what he's saying, uh, it removes the apparent contradictions. It removes mm-hmm. so many of the quote problems uh, that uh, that people say are presented mm-hmm. in the text. And and the problem isn't a theological problem or a problem of application. It's just you're not understanding mm-hmm. the text first. What the author was saying to the audience. Mm-hmm. First, and so that's that's our goal. Well, then it simplifies the theology. It simplifies application. Sure. There's, there's yeah. a lot of freedom that comes from Absolutely. understanding God's no, word. No. I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> the burdens lifted, the weights lifted, yeah. and yeah. that fellowship. I get it. Uh, becomes yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I just I was visiting with a pastor in Montana uh, this past month, a young guy, and just starting out, family, and and had opportunity to encourage him in this with the podcast, and he was just really excited about that yeah. 
ability to join in. So yeah. uh, really, really excited about the opportunity here. So yeah. today we're we're moving into John, third John. Third John. Third yeah. John. Uh, as he continues this writing and John's very consistent. Yep. Which I want to remind everyone, if you remember how consistent he is with his his the words that he uses, the phrases, this fellowship with God, they have fellowship with God, uh, fellowship with them, listen to all of the pronouns. Yep. Uh, as we're moving, nothing's going to change here today, correct? Right. As we're moving yep. into this next one, we just want to remind everyone, continue that same understanding. So what what is he doing yeah. here in this letter? Third, third John. Let's remind ourselves of a couple of things when we get to uh, to third John. Uh and uh last week we we talked about uh Galatians chapter two and and uh Paul's confrontation of Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh, I want to go back to a little bit uh a little bit earlier in Galatians chapter two. Um Paul is explaining his ministry to these Gentile believers up in the region of Galatia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we, we pick it up there in, uh, oh, uh, you know, he, he explains how after an interval of 14 years, uh, he, he, he went to Jerusalem with Barnabas and Titus, uh, and he went to meet the, the apostles, right? Mm-hmm. The reputed to be pillars uh, in the faith. And, and, and so... Um, you know, they, he he presented the gospel to them. They agreed that what he was teaching was exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, and seeing that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised. Mm-hmm. For he who effectually worked for Peter in his apostleship to the circumcised effectively uh, effectually worked for me also to the Gentiles. And recognizing the grace that was given to me, James and Cephas and John, who were the reputed to be pillars, gave to me and to Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And, and so um, that's important to remember when we get to something like James, to the 12 tribes dispersed, mm-hmm. or or to Peter, uh, those scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Capita, they're they're writing to a Jewish audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, John is writing to a to a Jewish audience, uh, and so uh, in the uh, the uh, for for John, if you would have asked uh, Jesus, uh, or if you were listening in in Matthew chapter sixteen, for example, when Jesus says uh, to to his disciples, to Peter, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it," and and all the way through, uh, there's only two times in the Gospels uh, that the word ecclesia is used. Ecclesia, of mm-hmm. course, is, it means church, and, and that's in the Greek, and it's uh, and it's um, there in uh, uh, in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus probably wasn't speaking Greek to his disciples; he was speaking Aramaic, and in mm-hmm. Aramaic, the word is kohel; it's the assembly. Mm-hmm. It's an Old Testament word. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it goes back as old as the Old Testament, the assembly of Israel. And the Gentiles had been brought in to the assembly of Israel. And, and so, you know, when, when Paul says that not all Israel is Israel because not all Israel believed, mm-hmm. um, that, the, 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 the prophets come to Israel. <coughs> Excuse me, I gotta stop smoking. <laughs> Um, the, the prophets come to Israel to call Israel to repent. Israel was to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, to take the gospel uh, mm-hmm. to the Gentiles. And so 
there is still, uh, during this time um, that John's writing, there's still very much uh, alive a desire, as was voiced by Paul, uh, for the brethren, uh, to my brethren who are Israelites, to whom belong, the, you know, that I myself mm-hmm. were accursed, Paul says. I wish I was accursed for the sake of my brethren. Mm-hmm. But it's not as though the word of God has failed. Uh, and so part of Israel has rejected uh, and and so there's still this message going out in Israel mm-hmm. uh, about the resurrected Christ, and so we need to keep those things in mind as we uh, as we read the Third John because it will make sense of of some of what he's going to say down in uh, verses eight uh, eight through eleven. So well, let's pick it up in verse one. The elder uh, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved, I pray. Uh, that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brethren came and bore witness of your truth, that is, how you're walking in the truth. So this Gaius is Mm -hmm. a believer. I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. Uh, Beloved, uh, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, especially uh, the strangers. Uh, you know, and they put in here when they are strangers, right? Uh, but that that when they are strangers, uh, you know, when, when they when they add that in uh, in verse uh, five, I think that they're that they're they're missing uh, the point that they're when they're foreigners, when they're 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 strangers, they're they're aliens. Uh, they, They've been dispersed among uh, mm-hmm. uh, among the nations. This, mm-hmm. this is the Old Testament language, okay. um, and so these are uh, Jews uh, who, uh, not that uh, uh, the brethren, especially those in the, you know, he, he could have said diaspora, the strangers, yeah, the scattered before. abroad, yeah, uh, and uh, they bear witness to your love before the church, before the assembly. Mm-hmm. <coughs> And you do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name, for the sake of God, accepting mm-hmm. nothing from the Gentiles. Uh, that's a problem for, we, that makes no sense to us. Right. Accepting nothing, well, why, why accepting nothing from the Gentiles? Well, uh, he's going out this, uh, uh, you know, that you're acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren. Uh, and so he's supporting these people who are going out and, uh, and sharing the gospel with the Jews in the diaspora, yeah, the accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we ought to support such men that we may be fellow workers with the truth. I, I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, uh, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. Now, that's a problem. <laughs> when you're rejecting the words of the apostles. Yes. Um, uh, and so, you know, there's there's this struggle. There's this constant struggle, and you, you'll see it in Paul's letters, and you see it uh, here. Mm-hmm. You see it in the warning back from last week in, uh, in 2 John, uh, that they're being led astray by those who reject Christ, who reject in rejecting Christ, they reject those who proclaim, proclaim Christ. They're rejecting the apostles, uh, and so this Diotrephes must be uh, doing doing that. He's, yeah, he's not listening to the words of the mm-hmm. apostles. Rejected, uh, and so we've got a problem. Um, you know, would the unbelieving Jew 
be part of the, we would say synagogue, right? But but synagogue mm-hmm. and ecclesia, that those terms are used interchangeably mm-hmm. uh, in the Old Testament, referring to uh, to Israel. We we make a distinct when we when we hear church, we think you know Christian church. Right. When we hear synagogue, we think Jewish synagogue, mm-hmm. right? Um, but those two words come uh, both uh, synagogue and ecclesia. They're used interchangeably in the Old Testament, uh, and uh, they refer to the kohel. There's only one word in the Hebrew that's being translated into these two words in the Greek. And so when, when we say the kohel or the assembly, kohelet is mm-hmm. the, uh, that's uh, Ecclesiastes. You can hear that ecclesia in there, mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Hebrew, that uh, the title is kohelet. Kohelet is the one who preaches to the kohel, preaches mm-hmm. to the- To the assembly. To the assembly, mm-hmm. to, to the kohel, the, the, the ones who are assembled. And so- um, uh, and so he, here, you know, is he writing to the synagogue? Is he writing to, uh, you know, believers? He's writing to Israel. And so they would all claim to be in the assembly, mm-hmm. but some in the assembly don't believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so did the Jews go say, okay, well, let's go start a new, uh, you know, a new religion called Christianity? I think that's how we kind of think about it. But that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that the apostles are starting a new religion, um, but that the unbeliever has left the religion. Um, they went out from us because mm-hmm. they were not really of us, of us. right? And that's First John. Yeah. Uh, and so there are those in the midst who are uh, who are not believing in Christ and not accepting what the Apostles are saying, and, and this mm-hmm. diatrophies is one of those. And who loves to be first among them does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I shall uh, call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with wicked words, and not uh, satisfied with this. Neither does he himself receive the brethren, for he for, uh, forbids those who desire to do so, and he puts them out of the assembly. If you if you don't read it as church, but read it as assembly, it makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what's this diatrophy doing? Well, he's rejecting the, the apostles' mm-hmm. uh, words, and he is rejecting those who align themselves with the apostles' words. Uh, if we were to reading Second John or First John, we'd say, well, he's aligned himself with the deceivers. Yeah, the enemy. Spirit of Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rejects Christ, rejects the apostles. Um, and uh, and he hates the brother. So it's yeah. really a simple, mm-hmm. simple thing. So beloved, do not imitate what is evil, uh, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil is uh, has not seen God. And, and this again is the first uh, first John language. Mm-hmm. Well, what is good? Well, there's only one who's good. Uh, Christ is his son. Uh, the apostles testify concerning this one. Uh, and so John has said in First John, we are of God. Uh, those who are of God listen to us. Mm-hmm. If someone doesn't listen to us, like a diatrophies, mm-hmm. not of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's easy to see the children of God and the children of the devil of obvious. The one who believes in the Son and listens to the words of the apostles and, and loves the brethren, that one's of God. Mm-hmm. The one who rejects our words, rejects Christ, claims to have God but persecutes the brethren, not of God, of the right. world, deceiver, antichrist. 
Again, just as we saw in Gospel of John, First John, Second John, this is a stark difference. Yeah, I was going to ask, would it be difference. right to say that John is now giving a living example of what he's writing about in First John? Absolutely. So yeah. you want a real-life <clears throat> application? His name is yeah. this guy. Yeah, Dutch. yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah John Treffy, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's uh, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Demetrius, um, uh, having received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself, and we are uh, also bear witness to you, know our witness is true. And so, you know, maybe mm-hmm. this Demetrius guy is the one who's carrying the letter or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he said, I have many things to write to you, but not willing to write them to you in pen and ink, but I hope to see you shortly that we speak face to face. Peace be with you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. It's interesting he goes to to the friends. Yeah. Uh, um, um, you know, this goes, this beckons back to to the upper room uh, and what Jesus says, uh, you know, about uh, the masters and mm-hmm. the servants. And mm-hmm. he, he's no longer calling them uh, servants, but friends, friends. right? And, and so so it's the one who has identified themselves uh, with Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's just such a... Uh, uh, a great, uh, a great picture, a uh, story of uh, of what's uh, what's going on, and so, so again in the upper room, uh, mm-hmm. this is uh, um, you know Jesus's uh, discussion, uh, and so, um, and and so you know now the, these are friends, and and so they're on the side of Christ, and so all the language is being used in First John, Second John, Third John, Gospel of John, uh, it's uh, it's all the same. Uh, and uh, and so, so that's it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, and I think that if if there's anything that we can can get out of John's writings, and something I think we need to reemphasize in the church, uh, and it, it and he says it exactly in uh, in first uh, first John chapter three, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. It's crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it should be at least. Um, what gets unclear is when the church deserts the words of the apostles and in so doing deserts the only teaching that we have mm-hmm. um, and uh, then starts to persecute the brethren, right? And so the deceivers come into the church and they lead the church astray. That doesn't mean that they're leading believers to lose their salvation. Uh, but now the children of God and the children of the devil aren't obvious, and they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so John's stark contrast is, look, if you listen to the words of the apostles, and if you follow the commands, and it's not a new command, it's a command mm-hmm. we've had from the beginning, right. and we follow those commands, and we give them to you so that you will follow those commands, then the children of God and the children of the devil will be obvious. If you're led astray by the deceiver, then it gets really complicated mm-hmm. and really Difficult. So let's let, let's not let's not do right. that. And so this is why, don't greet them. Uh, you know, don't look out for the. You know, don't you, you mm-hmm. know don't participate and don't accept them into your. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so be very careful mm-hmm. of uh, of false teachers who will lead you astray. Uh, and and boy, we're you know, and we talk about this a lot. You know, we're so mindful of boy, you know, teaching the Bible ought to be a terrifying thing mm-hmm. because. Um, if it's my words, if it's your words, if it's 
we're getting ourselves in trouble really quickly. Right. Uh, and, and so if we are teaching the words of the apostles and everyone says they are, so how do you know? Well, um, if you can read it and it makes perfect sense, uh, I like your chances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is not, you don't need a seminary education. You don't need a PhD. You don't need, you need to be able to read, Mm-hmm. Right or listen, someone look to read it to you. Mm-hmm. Right, and this mm-hmm. is the church used to just right. just read it. But we're so enamored by our own words, and here you know we are exactly what we're doing here, talking, you know, making up our own words. <laughs> uh, we're enamored by our own words that we don't give preference, uh, due position and place to the words of the apostles and prophets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that our words are just as, or our interpretation of those words. Uh, are just as valid as their interpretation of those words. I was uh, was meeting with someone here a few weeks ago, and they kept quoting verses, you know. And I said, "Well, where is that? Where, where is that verse?" Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a. I said, well, well, no. Well, well, let's turn there. So I turned him to the passage, and I said, "Okay, now r- r- just read right right before it. Mm-hmm. Read up to that verse, and read right after that verse. Is is he saying?" What you're saying, he's saying. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Is that a problem? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then who needs to change? Do we need to change our view to match the words of the apostles and prophets? Or do we disregard uh, the words of the apostles and prophets and just take their words, kind of lift them out and make them mean whatever we want them to mean? Mm-hmm. That's not good. No. Right? We don't want to be doing to that. so many other errors. Yeah. Uh, and so— um, we want you uh, to know the the be able to pick up the Bible anywhere and go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know what this is going to say. Right. right. Um, if I'm in the prophets, I know what they're going to say. From the, the in the New Testament, I know I know what they're going to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. because you know the story. Right. Uh, and so the words, uh, you know, the, the the children of God and the children of the devil ought to be obvious. If we don't know the words of the apostles and prophets, it's not going to be obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the distinction is not going to be obvious, and it should be. Uh, and then it becomes very hard for the church to be a light, right? And so, and boy, do we need to be a light? Oh, today. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, thank you for today. Uh, it's been great walking through First, Second, Third John. Consistent theme all the way through. Yep. John's very faithful, and you really see his uh, what many have said his love for Jesus. Absolutely, it just keeps coming through, yep. and that joy. So, I, 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 one encouragement I think for me would be if this. Their joy being made full. Uh, if we find ourselves not having a whole lot of joy, yeah. maybe we ought to revisit what the apostles say. Right, makes your joy full. So, <laughs> right, I, I really enjoyed that part of it, yeah. and just people coming to Christ and understanding uh, it should be a joy yes. for the church to convey and pass this on. So, yeah. thank you so much. Appreciate it, and want to encourage everyone continue to gather together, be a part of that assembly. Pastors, hang in there. Uh, it's tough work, but it's very uh, worthwhile. When you, when you, uh, we we know a, a gentleman who said, once you've signed up to serve the King of Kings, yeah, that's right. Who else is there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to serve. Yeah, so you, you I want to encourage our yeah. church uh, to to understand who we're serving, who we're aligning ourselves with, and He's coming back. Amen. Amen. So thank you, David. Amen. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.